you're the God of wonders. You're the God of wonders. You're the God of wonders. You are God. Praise the Lord and welcome to the God of Wonders radio program. Today's message entitled The Greatest Sacrifice by Pradeep Stephen. We'll take a closer look at Isaiah 53 and the details which the Holy Spirit has recorded concerning the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior, how he paid for all of our sins with his own blood. Let's listen. Even when we go through the valley of the shadow of death, even when we go through a very dreary time, a very oppressive time, a dark time, we can know that the man of Calvary went through the darkness also. He agonized and he said at one point to his disciples, he said to Peter, James and John and the others, he said, my soul is exceeding sorrowful. He was, he was so broken, he said, even unto death. He felt absolutely deserted. He felt absolutely lonely. He felt tears coming down. Exhaustion to the point of blood coming through the pores of his skin. So he knows what depression is. That is from Satan. Trying to derail him. He knows what flattery is. When people want to make him king but they had no heart connection with him. He knows what pain is. He knows what deception is when Judas betrayed him. He knows all of those things that cause anyone sorrow. But he went even further. He took the guilt of the whole world and put it on himself. The Father saw that and he put our guilt upon him, our sins upon him. Now, if you ever felt guilty of something you did or didn't do, you know the kind of feeling you get. You feel restless. You feel uneasy. You feel that you can't have a clear conscience. You can't go on and be normal. The Lord took the guilt. He was guiltless. No deceit in his mouth. He was innocent. But God the Father took his innocent son and took my guilt and put it on him. That's one. He's feeling the guilt. That is the weight of the guilt. He's taking your guilt. That's two. He's taking two, three, four, five, millions and millions and millions and billions of guilt ridden sins placed it one after another upon the body of that man at Calvary who was 33 and a half years old at that time, the God man and he felt all of that coming down heavily upon him that's why he said my soul is exceeding sorrowful the whole iniquity is upon him and he knows he has to pay the price so when he said I'm sorrowful he was not scared he was not afraid of death. He was not afraid of anything. But as the God-man, he felt the weight of all of our guilt. So why do we continue in sin? That's why the Apostle Paul says in Romans 6, Shall we continue in sin? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Whatever caused the man at Calvary, the Holy God, Jesus Christ, to feel such a grief and sorrow, such punishment, such affliction, taking all of the guilt upon him, 
Though he was without guilt, never sinned and never will. He was sinless. Shall we continue in sin? How can we? When we understand the torture that he went through because of my sin and your sin, we don't want to sin again. We don't have to sin again because he's given us the Holy Spirit. He has washed us from our sins. And then we replay again what the word says. He went like a lamb. Why the Lord gives so many images? Why didn't he just say in Isaiah 53, the Messiah was killed for my people and leave it at that. That is the gist of the message, but the Lord goes through image after image after description after description to show just how excruciating the sorrow and the pain was. The Lord didn't feel pain like an animal, like a laboratory animal, where the nervous impulse sends the pain to the brain and then they suffer and it's gone. He felt sorrow. In fact, the sorrow that he felt was killing him already because it was so unlike him to have any guilt placed on him. And he was already beaten many times before he went to the cross. It takes us to look closely at what the Lord went through to know what price he paid. And knowing that will keep us clear from disobeying him. Going back to verse 11. He shall see the travail of his soul. The suffering of his soul. He felt such anguish. But he was satisfied. It's worth it. Like the mother who gives the sacrifice for the child. Who doesn't sleep or eat. Or gives her food day after day to the child if they don't have food. What is the mother thinking? My child will be healthy and well nourished. My child is going to prosper. I can do this. It's the parents that lay up for the children, the apostle says. The Lord Jesus is our God. He laid down his rights and freely gave up everything. For he shall, and it says here, and shall justify many. Justify many. Through Adam, the first man, the whole world was tainted by sin. His whole generation. But through Jesus, the second Adam, his blood on Calvary's cross brought back a multitude of people back to God. So God had Adam and the whole human race close to his heart. When Adam decided to willfully disobey God, the whole generation went far away from God. So you had wars, you had jealousies, you had anger, you had immorality, you had everything. Wickedness so great, by the time of Noah, the Lord had to destroy the world. Because they went away from God. All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone to his own way. The nations of the world do that. And individuals do that. But the Lord says tonight. My blood was shed to bring you back to me. Back to me because I will justify you. You may be a criminal. And all of us were criminals before he came to God. And those who don't have God. God says you're a criminal because you're offending me. There's a higher law than the law of the land. There's the law of God. And every day we violate that if we don't have the blood of Jesus washing us clean from that. And the Holy Spirit to make us born again. The Father says this now. I've seen what I've done to my son. I've done this on purpose so that I can save the world. Such love the Father has. The Father says here in verse 12. Therefore, because he did this, my son did this. I will or will I divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. I'm going to lift him up 
all authority, Jesus says, in the end of the Gospels, is given unto me. He says, the Father has put everything in my power. Praise God. The one that was meek and lowly, the one, Isaiah 52, 14, who when they saw disfigured, they were astonished. They were shocked. That's what it means. When they saw his face, they might have seen his face broken up. His eyes maybe out of place, not even open. So bloodied and bruised and battered. The face disfigured more than any other person on the cross. Because of my sin and your sin. But the Father says, He was there for those moments. Now, I'm going to show Him the victory. I'm going to give Him everything so that at the name of Jesus, every knee, including those who crucified Him, should bow and every mouth shall confess, every tongue, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That means King Herod, who mocked Him and had Him beaten. Pilate the governor, who finally gave his consent to crucify him. Every Roman soldier that speared him and mocked him with the vinegar and beat him. All of the rulers that have gathered together against the Lord and his anointed, Psalm 2, they all bow down the knee and say, You are Lord. It says in Revelation, all nations, all the kings will say that. They will not be able to stop themselves. That man at Calvary is the God of the universe. They were astonished when they saw his face. They thought, this is bad. This is terrible. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. It was so gruesome to see his face. But did anyone feel compassion for him? Did anyone see the love that caused him to die on the cross? Only his disciples. And now you and I can feel Jesus Christ is the Savior of the whole world. He died for me personally. Because He died for me, I can have two things. Compassion and courage. We'll talk about that a little more. The Father says in closing Isaiah 53, Because He has poured out His soul unto death, and He was numbered with the transgressors, and He bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Now in this whole chapter, I would encourage you to read this verse by verse and ask the Holy Spirit to do even a deeper work in you so you can visualize with the images that the Holy Spirit gives you when you read of exactly what happened that day. How the Lord, the innocent Lamb of God, was crushed for our sins and the world's sins. In this chapter... Seven times is mentioned that the reason the Son of God died was for our sins. Seven times it's noted here. The first time is in verse 4. Surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He has taken our infirmities, our sicknesses, our weaknesses. Verse 5. But He was wounded for our transgressions, our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. That means that every slap that Jesus got, He was bruised. When He was flogged with the whip, when He felt the thorns, it was for our sins. He had to go through that. But it was for our sins, not for His own. He had no sin. Who would ever do that? What God 
would ever go and be executed. Though he said on the third day, I will raise this body up, this temple, I'll rebuild, I'll raise up. Still, he went through that suffering, only Jesus Christ. There is no God but Jesus Christ. There is no God. Every other God is self-serving. Never would step down to go to Calvary to redeem us from our sins. You know why? Because they're not real. There is no God but Jesus Christ. The Christian gospel, the good news, is the only message that is unique and absolutely divine. No one would ever think of this. No man could ever think of this. This really happened because God is Almighty God and He loves us. And the next time it says in verse 6, And the Lord hath laid on Him the iniquity of us all. You know, people celebrate Lent, or they observe that for 40 days. They observe Good Friday. On Saturday, in between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, uh, they still want to feel the sorrow, identify with the Lord. And Sunday is celebration time. But how many people, have you ever done this? Have I ever done this? We have to ask ourselves, have gone through these verses in Isaiah 53. So graphically portrayed by the Holy Spirit to show point by point how every single time he was bruised, it was for my sins. It was for our sins. Please write us, contact at elbim.org for the email. And on the web, www.elbim.org. Or write us via regular mail, El Bethel International Ministries, Post Office Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924. And until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Thank you.